From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Passing through on their latest tour are the Shook Twins of Portland, Oregon. That's the twins, Caitlin and Laurie Shook, who will be singing and playing guitar, banjo, mandolin, along with Kyle Volkman on bass, Nick Dousis on guitar and mandolin. The Shook Twins write what they call quirky folk music, and they've been at it for a little over 10 years. Their songs focus on the simplest aspects of nature and the heart to capturing the turmoil of an apocalyptic post-earthquake-type scenario which is randomly very specific, but actually works. You can look up their song Shake if you want to check it out online. They've released three albums. The newest one is called What We Do and was recorded at a cabin studio retreat. We'll talk about that later. But let's start with music. Music that one fan said twines through your soul the way vines cover an abandoned shack in the woods. And I just have to say one of the things I like best about these guys is, or these gals, they sound good live. So here is CRISPR. That's the Shook Twins singing their song, Crisper, in studio. You're listening to Highway 89 on BYU Radio. And that particular song goes back in part to when they were kids and used to spray dollar bills with water and dry them between book pages to make them crisper. Did you really do that? Yeah, we were weird. So how did you know? I've done that with lettuce when my salad was looking a little really? too sad to you know perk it up a little bit. How did you even know that would work? Oh, I don't know. We were just... I guess, I don't know. I really don't. We were like five, six, seven. We were just really into keeping our money in order and, and 
you know, perfect crisp, tallies and nice crisp. And crisp. Yeah, we, we just, I think we probably saw a, like a brand new dollar bill from the bank or from our parents or something and just loved it. So that's we wanted how, That's how money should look. <laughs> yeah. Well, you grew up in Sandpoint, Idaho. I know you're from Portland now, but mm-hmm. so people can place, that's that little piece of Idaho that goes all the way up to Canada between Montana and Washington. So we've read that you said this was a place where you could just bliss out as yeah. a child. And what was it about the place? That made it that way. It's just a little, little quaint town. It's only when growing up, it was only about five thousand people, so it just felt really safe for one. And then um, it has a huge, beautiful lake that we have never found anything comparable to yet so far in our thirty years. Uh, it's just clear and warm and beautiful, and and then uh, a big, awesome ski hill in the winter. So it was just, just epic growing up there. <laughs> Well, so growing up as kids there, and then you went to college. Where did you head for college? University of Idaho, which is two and a half hours south in Moscow. Okay, so mm-hmm. not too far. But then you ended up deciding we're going to do music, and uh, that you were helped along, you said, on the heels of a gig in Virginia mm-hmm. where you got paid 300 bucks. Yeah, it was pretty so, good for a first so gig. <laughs> from Sandpoint to Virginia, was that, I mean, I'm assuming you didn't drive out just for the $300 gig. <laughs> That was it. Oh, Charlie's one night, and then we drove back. No, we lived out in Virginia for Broke about... even on gas. <laughs> yeah, totally. We lived there with our boyfriends, actually, uh, in Virginia, in Blacksburg, for just about six months, just so to try something new. close enough that you yeah. could do that. So so what made you decide, was that a turn, That was the turning point? It's like, wow, people get paid for this? Yeah, kind of. We were, yeah, we were actually going to school for radio, TV, broadcasting stuff, kind of like uh-huh. this place, and... Um, um, we just kind of midway through college, we realized we really didn't like being on f- camera and like being, you know, a personality on camera kind of so thing. So we're glad we have a film crew here today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's different. We're playing our own music. You know, I, we're really bad at talking on camera. And um, and, pl- and then just music started coming more freely. And we, yeah, we just, we, and when we were over there, we weren't going to school. We took a year off of college and we were just hanging out and we didn't have friends there yet and so we just would stay home and learn songs together and that was kind of the beginning yeah so one quick question where do you think your music comes from i mean i hear on some of your songs a little bit of celtic some of it almost sounds like you know the mountain people but you're not exactly appalachian no so where does it come from when you just pull it out of the air yeah exactly we have no idea where it comes from (laughs) it just falls that's a legitimate answer okay well tell me about this next song we're gonna hear it's growing things um yeah this one uh, this one has a little bit more of a bluegrass, almost Celtic-y. I, I, I've never heard the Celtic, but we've heard that several times, and I don't quite, I guess I just, I'm not that used to that kind of music, so I don't know where we get that vein, but um, you're not the first one. Um, this one, I would say, has a touch of that, I guess, but um, it's uh, it started out just kind of an experiment, just trying to, because we all write a lot of literal songs with a lot of uh, lyrics that kind of are cohesive all the way through, and we wanted to try something that just had cool one-liners that didn't necessarily mean anything as we were writing it, but after it was all finished, we kind of realized what it did mean, and it, there's a lot of messages in it, but it's it's mostly about just leaving space to let things grow, growing things, is that's how the title nice. came across, and um, there's a line in about it, a, a crowded house filled with things have no room to grow and so we've uh, we kind of now we explain that as our kind of religion is anti-storage unitism (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you on that actually well let's hear this let's let let you take your place over that we just talked to caitlin shook she is the oldest by an entire 60 seconds and plays guitar as well as is on vocals we're going to hear growing things this is a song they recorded for their second album called window Thank you. 
We're spending an hour with the Shook Twins. That was Growing Things, a song they wrote for their second album, Window, and they just performed it live in the BYU radio studios. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Uh, I think usually when we think of twins, we usually get names like Larry and Mary and Sherry and Harry. And uh, your, your parents evidently did not care about rhyme or alliteration. I'm glad. We're glad about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, so you're glad that Laurie and Caitlin, they're just, you know, no mixing up those names. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming in today. So tell me about the uh, this last album. You did it a little bit differently. It was crowdfunded, and you worked with a Grammy-nominated producer. Uh, took you to Bear Creek Studios in Washington. So that sounds like it was sort of a live-in experience. Yeah, it was. We got to stay there for 21 days. That That's their minimum amount of days it takes them to make a record, so they... That's part of the deal. So, uh, did you do a lot of the writing there too, or had you done that beforehand? Uh, we yeah, we came up there with all the songs. There was one song that was kind of unfinished and wasn't fully conceptualized, which we did there all together. So, how did that feel different, or does it feel different when you listen to the end product from previous albums that I'm guessing you were in and out of studios? Yeah, over a long period of time. Yeah, it was way different. We way more preferred this way. It's more cohesive, and this is the first time also that we recorded an album with a drummer we usually mm. don't have drummers so we got one in portland so he came up and <laughs> yeah it was amazing so we built it like a house you know we started with the foundation of the drums and bass and got to kind of grow from there instead of starting with caitlin and i's vocals and then adding bass after that and then mm -hmm. we just would do it totally out of order before our other producers were like you know this isn't how you make a record right backwards way well, so talk about crowdfunding, too. Yeah, that was really... Has that put you in touch with a lot of people who you didn't realize were fans? Yeah, we were really surprised. There was so many people that we didn't even know. They were complete strangers, and we were expecting all of our aunts and uncles and stuff. I don't even think our aunts and uncles gave us money. Oh. <laughs> we didn't need it. All right, aunts and uncles, it's your time. When the next well, album comes supportive. up, Annie up, man. <laughs> they are very supportive. But um, yeah, it was really encouraging, and, and the way we had it set up was we were doing Kickstarter while we were at the studio. So we would wake up in the morning, you know, and be like, whoa, we got another $500. And so were you posting so... pictures? Here we are on song number three, yeah, rhythm we, tracks. Yeah, we, uh, uh, like Caitlin said, we did, uh, we, our degree was in radio TV and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So we know how to edit. And I made little three little videos while we were up there to just keep posting. And keep, very cool, keep very cool. Uh, what town is Bear Creek Studios in? Uh, in Woodenville. It was, it's like a half an hour away from Seattle. He's, I like all these names. They I sound know. very creative. Yeah. <laughs> so the two other albums, uh, you've got instruments on your cover that sort of say music, but on this latest one, what we do, there's this giant bug. <laughs> and on the wings, it says trouble, trouble, trouble. So there's got to be a story to the giant bug. Yeah, there's a story. Can oh, it be shared? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a moth, actually. It's a moth a species that we created. <laughs> we oh. took the cool fuzzy antenna and the really cool wings and put them together because when they have fuzzy antenna I guess they don't look that cool so we combined a bunch of species and told our dad to paint it he's an amazing artist he mm. does all of our album artwork um, all three of them and all four of them we have a secret one that nobody will ever know about <laughs> uh, so yeah he painted the moth and uh, the, it comes from a line in our the title track of the album the song's called What We Do, and at the end of it, it's kind of a mantra, repeated thing. It says, we put our troubles on the moth's wings, and we open the window. So and let take them what go. you want from that, that. Yeah, right, let them go. I'm, that's what I'm adding on anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear the, this next song. I'm Knowing it's a love song gives me all kinds of, actually, not just thoughts, but feelings. It's called Hooks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's your... 
how do you how do you do your writing? Um, it's different every time, really. This mm-hmm. this next one, Hooks, Caitlin wrote this one. That's an example of the one she wrote all by herself. It's a healing method. Okay. And, <laughs> and but we write together. We write separately, and uh, we collaborate with Nico Slice, our bandmate, and uh, other people too. It's all it all comes out differently. But it's my favorite one. It's the most collaborative, and we're all there together, and it's just falling out of the sky. Nice. The well, let's hear hooks. Yeah. Go ahead and take your place over there. And Laurie is picking up the banjo, and uh, she also has an avocado, which I think she's going to be playing later. We'll have to ask about that. <laughs> if you hear a squishy sound, that might, that might be it. So this is hooks. This is a song from their most recent album called What We Do.
In studio today from Portland, Oregon, the Shook Twins. They just sang Hooks. That's also on their recent album, What We Do. You can find all of their music on iTunes and other online music stores. You are listening to BYU Radio's live music program, Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Caitlin, that uh, you wrote that song. Yes. There's something old-timey about it. Hmm. Cool. Thanks. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You sang in choir, both of you, in school for nine years. But uh, is, is the whole family a musical family, or are you the, the two musicians? We're the two serious musicians, yeah. Dad played guitar and sang when he was back in the day, our age now. But um, And he used to sing us to sleep once in a while. But Mom yeah, mom sang us lullabies in, in her low, soothing, monotone voice, so we would go to sleep. <laughs> um, but no, they were, neither of them were very serious musicians, but Dad taught us all the chords he knew, and he gave us all of his guitars. So, <laughs> Well, you don't seem to feel bound by uh, any particular set of we only use these four instruments, uh, because we've picked up uh, on your albums banjo, guitar, fiddle, electric, bass, upright bass, mandolin, electric guitar, electronic drums, beatbox, glockenspiel, ukulele, banjo, drumming, and the golden egg. <laughs> so yep. we'll talk about the egg in just a minute, but... How can it be that you just picked up instruments for the first time when you were 18 years old and then within two years were touring around? Oh, that's nice of you to say. Well, it was a little longer than two years. We um, we took it slow. You know, we, we learned, we just would look up on the internet and just find co- songs that we wanted to cover and if they were easy enough, if they were the chords that we already knew. And It was just one of those things on guitar where it kind of came naturally to us and which we're really thankful for because we're not... I mean, me personally, Lori too, we're not like that gung-ho about trying really hard at something that we're not that great at. So <laughs> thankfully it, it was just pretty easy, you know, and uh, we just kept going with it. And it was, yeah, it was a really slow process. All through college we were kind of just dabbling here and there with it. But then once we graduated and we just didn't really quite know where to go with career-wise, we just started, you know, playing more often and then assembling more friends to play with us. And it's just never stopped. So. so at what point in all that did did you sort of decide, okay, I'm guitar, you're banjo? Um, well, we got a banjo like three years after into it, right? Three years in. And um, I, we both were really intrigued by the banjo because you pick it up. It's, uh, it's in a key already. It's in the key of G. So you can just kind of play around on any of the strings yeah. and it sounds like you're doing something cool. So, we, well, you know, <laughs> you, easy. I think there's a banjo player's oath that you're not supposed to reveal that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just spoiled everything. <laughs> Um, so we both thought that, well, we could, you know, we could both, we just got kind of bored with just the two acoustic guitars and two girls singing kind of sound. So we wanted to expand and, and yeah, Lori just kind of picked it up more and started just working with it a little more than I did. So she just became the banjo player and, and I stuck with guitar and kind of just stuck with that. But, and then later down the road, yeah, we would just get to a certain level at our instruments and, and think that, oh, maybe we should just try another thing just to keep myself interested, you know, and don't I plateau on one. And instead yeah. of ex- being an, like an exceptional guitar player, I'll just learn a whole bunch of other guitar, other instruments. So I <laughs> look more impressive. <laughs> so, so, and it just makes it more fun to have a So variety. describe for us, this is radio. So you've got to describe for us the golden egg and how this gets used as an instrument. Uh, yeah, this is a, it's a very magical little, it's kind of our mascot, if you will. And, uh, it, it came, came to us just uh, this rainy night up in Seattle. We were just at a friend's concert and this, this guy was just outside the bar with this huge, it's like a foot tall and, and, you know, tall and whatever in diameter, you know, picture a huge Easter egg or like the eggs in, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's exactly okay. what it looks like. <laughs> And um, it's made out of plastic, and he had it under his arm, and we and and <laughs> Lori walked up and said, "Dude, what's with the egg?" And he's like, "I don't know. Some lady, some lady said I had to sign it and pass it on." And and Lori's like, "Ooh, pass it to me. I want it." And so that that's the night we got it. And then years and years later, it just keeps unveiling its story to us. And and uh, we and she put Lori is the one that put popcorn kernels into it, and so it's now a giant egg shaker. Okay. And so and the only way it's so big, you can't really like keep the rhythm with the shaking back and forth. So she just tosses it in the air and catches it on on the rhythm so that's how we play it that way but then also we stick this little mic on it and it sounds like a kick drum too so we've found ways and in the midst of us playing it live uh, uh somebody had seen it being tossed in the air and they and and it was a college student and he wrote us wrote us an email and said that is my egg i have a whole story with that that egg <laughs> and then through him we started get, unveiling the whole story and and though yeah there's a really long 
piece of you know literature on our website that says the whole deal with emails back and forth with the creator and everything. So if anybody's really interested, go to our website okay. and there's a secret link that says the story of the golden egg in the bio page. Shooktwins.com in the bio page. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't seem to hesitate to just goof around on stage and have fun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm goofing is the wrong word, but no, we no, no. Actually, have I consider what I've seen on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But don't you think that really helps your audience get to know you and really relate? Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, my favorite concert to go to is to to see a show and feel like you met the artist. You know, you don't get to meet the artist backstage, so I want to hear them talk. I want to hear what they're all about. I don't want to just hear the album live. You know, and and. Uh, and I like it when people mess up. <laughs> and, it's, and that's, re- I mean, that's one of my kind of things I just keep telling myself if I do mess up. It, it just makes you feel more, makes the audience realize that, oh, they're just, just like me. Everybody's human. We're all in the same room together, you know. And, and we like to create this whole feeling of like, we're just hanging out in a living room together and we're just playing you our songs and yeah, you're our and friends. The world didn't yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, the world didn't end. <laughs> well, let's hear this next song. It's called Potter's Daughter. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and, and grab your instrument, I want to say suit up. <laughs> but uh, you can hear this song, Potter's Daughter, on the 2011 album Window. And to me, there was some element of Celtic something about this song. But I love the idea that uh, Shook Twins, their songs have been described as being dreamlike and imaginative. But I, while that's true, I think there's, there's a lot of real life just showing up in your songs. You are, actually are Potter's Daughters. Mm-hmm. The song Crisper we heard first off, you actually did crisp dollar bills as kids. So, yeah, it's dreamlike. There's some reality in here, too. So let's hear this song. It's called Potter's Daughter. Johnny is a rich man, rich man, rich man. I am just a potter's daughter. Johnny is a rich man, rich man, rich man. I am just a potter's daughter. Oh, how I love dear Johnny, his wife do I long to be. Oh, how I love dear Johnny, but he would never marry me. Didn't marry me. 
Potter's Daughter, an original song by the Shook Twins. You're listening to Highway 89, live on BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. And uh, some of you noticed with sharp ears, the avocado shaker was in play on that last. It made its appearance. And also, I noticed there's a little switching around of instruments going on there, too. Yeah, that's Caitlin's banjo debut. All right. Very nice. And uh, Nico ran over and grabbed the guitar. So I want to ask how you decide who sings what. When you're identical twins, <laughs> or do you just trade off yeah, harmonies? Yeah, and... yeah, kind of. Um, it's yeah, we'd trade off, but most of the time I find myself coming up with the harmony, and usually it's lower because my voices become lower. We used to be both uh, first sopranos in choir, and I, I think it was me that sang the highest in the choir. Okay, let not it anymore. be known. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but not anymore. I don't. I can't do that. I'm an alto now. I'm okay well, with it. It sounds so nice. And maybe the, the Celtic thing to me is both the rhythm, but also just the great story in that song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that one is Celtic-y. Or Chinese. We kind of feel like it might be Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. Chinese folk? Banjo? What? <laughs> that, that, that big Chinese Celtic music is really making <laughs> well, to break itself into felt on the scene right now. So, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of being on the scene and being noticed, you were noticed not too long ago by the producers of American Idol. Yeah. And I really loved your response to them because it sounds like uh, they were saying, hey, we'd love to have some people from these bands making a name for themselves. But, of course, you'd have to audition individually. Mm-hmm. Of course. So tell me about this response. This was You posted this on your Facebook page, so I, I, I don't think I'm revealing a great secret. Right, yeah. Uh, it was really cool how, how, how much response we got from that and how many people feel the same way. And we're not here to dog American Idol. I mean, it's a very entertaining show, but that's the last thing we would want to do is, like, compete against each other and just be on TV like we were talking about. And yeah, it's just an interesting concept for us. And uh, it felt really good to say what it means to be an independent musician and put it out there in words. And a lot of our musician homies on the road living the same life were like, yes, that's well said. That's what we feel too. You know? But the line, I, there were some lines that jumped out, if you don't mind my, my yeah, reading I, your own words I forget back what to I you said. here. But said... <laughs> Uh, we're honored to be holding the reins, to be steering in a direction that we choose, singing songs that say something special and make people feel inspired, and that your vision is about gathering people in one space to feel positive emotions. We aim to create an environment in quaint venues and festivals that allow people to be comfortable in their own skin and express themselves as they wish. In other words, it's not about the fame or the money. Yeah. And about <laughs> splitting up the group. Yeah. I mean, why did Paul not stay with John? Why did they... <laughs> I know. That was the funniest part. They said, they'll have to audition individually, of course. That's like saying, and now the Everly brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it loses something. Yeah. Oh, I think it's fantastic. But do you ever go someplace where people are surprised that it's not just the name of the group, but there are actual twins who come out on stage? Yeah. A lot of people, after the show, when we were selling the merch at the table, uh-huh. oh, you guys are twins? Or are you guys twins? They just thought that was a branding thing? Yeah. Or what? Pretty... Well, there was the Thompson twins about... 40 years ago. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty uh, funny. Tell me about this next song. It's called Vessels. And we're trying to decide, was this an old song or is it just brand new? It's new, yeah. Okay, because we didn't find it, a history of it anywhere. So tell me about it. Okay, yeah. Um, this one came about after we tragically found out that one of our best friends has a brain tumor. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a really intense time and a lot of contemplating how to live the li- the life that we get to live, you know, and be grateful for everything. And and that's just really what we took from it is to just be amazed and just grateful that we get to be on the earth at the same time as this wonderful human being that we're, we love so much. Mm. And just to, just that is miraculous and, uh, you know, inspiring enough. And, and to, at the same time too, you know, it's all crazy that we're, that we get to be here with these people and hear it all, you know, so... So we wrote that song. <laughs> it turned into song. What a surprise that something so meaningful to you turned into a song. That's great. <laughs> Surprising. Well, let's hear this. This is Vessels. This is a, a brand new song. You could go ahead and grab the instrument. The Shook Twins, yes, actual identical twin sisters. They sing together, we have learned. And uh, besides their website, which is shooktwins.com, you can also see their response to American Idol, which is really, I, I shouldn't really say phrase it that way so much as it seems almost like a little bit of a credo or a manifesto about what we do. So here they are with their song, Vessels. (coughs) 
It's funny how they run the whole show. So thanks for stopping by. It's a good thing we are here at the same time. Today on Highway 89, we're visiting with the Shook Twins, singer-songwriter sisters from Portland, Oregon. They just performed their song Vessels live in studio for us with some great guitar work, bass and guitar that's by uh, Kyle and Nico, or Slice. Very nice. That really fit that song. Yeah, aren't they great? That must be fun to show up with a new song and and say, okay, what do we all add to this? Yeah, that's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm talking to Caitlin. Let's talk a little bit about life slash 
living slash touring, which are kind of the same thing right now. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've read about some of your adventures, uh, uh, needing oxygen in Avon, Colorado. Was that an altitude thing? Or was this a... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was... You can elaborate or not as you choose on any of these. I was, it was just, yeah, I was just a wuss. I was, it was, what is it? Ten, well, is I mean, it you were running a marathon or it was just no, it was way just, high? No, it was just, you know, we, we, tra- we went from, I don't even know, one elevation to the other and I was just feeling really lightheaded and being a wuss. But it definitely helped. <laughs> okay. Uh, you drove through a flood in California. Yeah, okay. that was intense. These are good tales. I hope you uh, you got stuck in an elevator. That's always an exciting. <laughs> you know about that? <laughs> yeah, that well, was Well, I just want to know how long between realizing, oh, we're stuck, until you got out. Uh, 45 minutes, I think. Okay. Yeah. So long enough that you were stuck in an elevator, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Day. Uh, you danced on the street, went stuck in stop traffic in Chicago. Somehow I could picture that happening. Okay. <laughs> and in January, we read you played Jam Cruise to Miami, Mexico, and Honduras. Yeah. That nice. was awesome. Uh, you also love snowboarding, skiing, all that. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Was there Were there places up in Sandpoint that you could go to? Yeah, we have a ski mountain up there. Grew up skiing and snowboarding later in life because that was the cool thing to do. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. Kyle, actually, the bass player is... Um, avid snowboarder he takes the winters off and and snowboards for life so so i want to ask about something that i've seen show up in the video sometimes uh, one of you will be doing harmony and you use this special phone <laughs> and this phone it, it, it's like it looks like a silver filigree phone. it's like the phone you would use to invite the queen to tea or something <laughs> yeah, like that so it's fancy where is this barbie's phone or where where did <laughs> Where did you oh, find I wish this phone? it was Barbie's phone. <laughs> um, miraculously enough, I found it on Craigslist. <laughs> and you were like, searching for phones? I for... was searching for what's called a bullet mic, which is actually a harmonica mic, and uh-huh. it does that same kind of effect. I've seen other um, singers do it, and it just has like a kind of a distant, yeah. kind of a little bit distorted sound. And we were, Laura and I were experimenting with that with just home recordings, and we really liked having some kind of other texture to our voices, especially because it kind of separated our voices a little bit. You could tell who was singing what. And, um so I started looking on Craigslist for a used one of those, and they were all pretty expensive, and I was broke at the time. So I was like, well, this is not going to work. But then all of a sudden I see it, one of the posts was DIY telephone microphone. And I clicked on I was like, what is this? And it was just an, like a literal old, from probably like the 80s or 90s, just a telephone receiver that you would, you know, with the rotary whatever dial thing. Yeah. And uh, But it was just the receiver part, and somebody had put a, Eighth inch, eighth inch jack quarter. into it, quarter inch, sorry. and um, <laughs> and yeah. So I, I just like it was twenty bucks. So I was like, I gotta just see what this is like. So but you know, it could have been any phone. Yeah. But it looks like the royal phone. So well, that came you, later. Okay, so yeah. this is your doing. Yeah, the the okay. the cover is I found it at a vintage festival. Uh, it was just like this, or this fair. It was just all these little booths, you know, like kind of like a flea market. And I see this ornate silver cover it's like it's like the original iphone cover basically like you just stick it on the back of this old stupid receiver and make it look all fancy so i got I'm a silver learning one so much yeah, I, I i don't know what era that's really from but I, that i've only seen those t- and i got a silver one then and then um just last year here in, uh, in salt lake city a fan found a gold one and brought it to me and oh so now goodness. it's gold so it matches so the you egg. can accessorize now depending <laughs> yeah. on the song yeah <laughs> so. Let me let me ask you one more question before we hear we hear this final song. But this is really fun to have you all in here. Thank you for for coming in for us. Yeah. Uh, I, I read this it's, uh, that that you had said another thing that I think makes us unique and that we get we got ragged on a lot for when we first started was our sense of pos- positivity. Mm-hmm. In other words, that authentic is not necessarily the opposite of positive. Mm-hmm. Is that a new concept in music or? I mean, we always hear about the tortured artist, or you yeah. can't be real unless you know you've you've suffered enough, and and that's exactly. where yeah. you know you can't really do the blues till you've lived a little and all <laughs> yeah. that. But and tell, I believe tell. that too. So I don't. We don't want to be fake and just uh, acting like we're these tortured musicians that have this hard life and these singing songs that really don't resonate or have anything to do with us. I see that a lot. That just makes it feel generic to us. So we just. Yeah, we've had a really, really, really positive, wonderful life. So why not sing about that? But try. The, we got ragged on it in the beginning because it was a little cheesy at first. Which now we, looking back, it was very cheesy. So, <laughs> so we're trying to find the angle where you know 
it's authentic and it's positive, but okay, there's a I can see cheesy blue. and authentic not being on the same page, but uh, yeah. but I like the positivity in there too. Uh, let's hear this song. It's got a great, great title. This is from the 2014 album "What We Do," and uh, the song is called "Holler It Down." So we're gonna hear the Shook Twins together, and we're gonna also hear Kyle Volkman on bass and Nico Slice on guitar. And this song is actually written by our friend Anna Tibble, who plays fiddle on the album. She's an amazing songwriter. <laughs> summer to the ground We hold up our palms to the yellow-white sun and we holler it down mm. We'll leave a trail of broken things Like bottleneck dolls of their chests rise and fall to the beating of their To believe in the sable tongue night And we're so full of our crimes They get into our mouth and our eyes We go down, 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 down We go down, 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 down And we are heavy, handy and tell your love to hide it well Our bad bones are cradled by guns that shoot stars from their angry oceans mm-hmm. And we'll run till August isn't here With wicked red heat Blowing hard in the street And we won't come down, my dear mm-hmm. And we made up our minds To believe in the sable tongue night And we're so full of our crimes They get into our mouth and our Hades below In our boat of stolen coins we go Southbound and dirty With rocks and the birds all around We go
Holler It Down, performed live in studio by the Shook Twins. I love the, the, the hands and brushes on the percussion there for a little banjo percussion. The Shook Twins are a folk duo touring for more than 10 years across the United States. They've released three albums. You can have the rest, Window, and their latest, produced by Ryan Hadlock at Bear Creek Studios. What we do, that would include the song we just heard, Holler It Down. You can learn more about their upcoming projects and concerts online at shooktwins.com. And, uh, of course, Google them on YouTube if you want to see a lot more fun stuff going on. So uh, I understand, Lori, that you've picked up beatboxing. Yeah, I picked it up. Okay, so, so <laughs> next time you go through, next time you come through, we'll need to, we'll need to hear a little bit of that with the band. Is that a deal? Yeah, sure. no, okay. <laughs> so thanks to Lori, to Caitlin. Thanks also to Kyle Volkman on bass, Nico Slice, uh, <laughs> who played guitar and We'd love to hear from you, our listeners, as well. Contact us or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BYUH89, and you never have to miss an episode. Everything's archived online at byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker, and our producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cat Perry. Thanks for listening.